0: episode of the Half Hour Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host, Peter, presented by Tom and Donnie. How are you doing, guys, Tom? I'm good, Peter. How are you? Not too bad. Donnie, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm fine, thanks. Good, good, good. Right, I'll start by housekeeping first. We're getting in the game week. So, first of all, if you've entered, entered in the Half Hour Fantasy Podcast Cup, the draw has been made. You can see it on my Twitter account. I know other podcast account, maybe Guess of last week, thought it was starting this week, and I got a few people DMing me, but it doesn't start the game week, 33... So that is the very last game week before the split, and it will finalise on the last game week of the season. So it's like a wee end of season cup, and if you're in a cup, check my. Tri- I'm sure you've all seen it, but if not, check my Twitter, go down, it, and you'll see it. And it will finalise on the last week of the season. Right. So we'll go to the league first, for the top three, and there is one change. So first, still Jack Curran. He's now got one nine four nine t- total. Second is up, Conquering Lions with Dempsey one nine three three, and down to third is Happy United one eight eight two. So I'm pretty sure if the next game week or two, day two or three guys will break into the two thousand point range, which is very very good. And we will go to uh game week scores and rank. I'll go first get out of the Vegas and Queen Barrison. 36 points this week me. A I minus mean, 40 so we 32. Uh, Gordon and goals six points. Captain Tavernier no points. Doig one Goldston eleven points. Gordon two Charles Cook two. Rogic in for the hit, minus four, vice captain, zero off injured, so one point for that. Jota six, a bad one, Morel is four, boys two, and none on the bench. And basically I'm admitting my Celtic midfield experiment was over the end of this week. And my rank is two four five. Couple of next Donnie.
2: Okay, well I did slightly better. I had seventy-two points, minus four, took me to sixty-eight. So Gordon goals for six, Captain Tab for zero. Carter Vickers, vice captain for 10, Goldson 11, Jota 6, Ferguson 16, McGregor for 5, Ronan for 5, Morelos for 4, Boyce for 2, and Van Veen for 7. So that's my global score, 1845. I went up 32 places, so I'm sitting 34th. Flying high for the podcast, Donnie.
3: Tom, yourself? I don't know why you're embarrassed, Peter, because I got 23 points this week. I've dropped down to 228 in the Mega League, so that's 108 places. Um, My points consisted of Stridek and Goals for one, Bassey for two, Captain Tav got me nothing, Doig got me one, Stevenson minus one, that was my transfer in, uh, Yotta got me six, Kilty two, Abada one, Ronan five, Sims up front got me two, and Vice-Captain Morelos got me four.
0: Okay, so a tail of a game week there, a of a game week. Right, I'll go to the results then and we can go on to our talking points. So this week, obviously, a games Saturday were Aberdeen 3, Hibs one, the good one for Aberdeen, no pun intended. Celtic 4, Ross Pound Hearts 2, Ongston 0, St Johnson 2, Motherwell 1, St Mirren 1, 2, and on Sunday it was Dundee 1, Rangers 2. So, Tom, I want you to go away first with your thoughts on the
3: games. Um. Aye, so Aberdeen 3, Hibs 1. Uh, Ferguson was one of the big scorers this week. He got a brace. And Basudian, he also got a goal with an assist from Marley Watkins. For Hibs, uh, it was a ramsey own goal. And obviously portia got the red card. Um, I think on a whole, Aberdeen's recent performances have been fairly underwhelming. However, this may be a turning point under the new manager, Jim Goodwin. Uh, before the split, they've got Dundee away, and then Ross County at home. So two nice fixtures there. Uh, Ferguson's probably the main pick out of the Aberdeen squad. Uh, however, at 6.2 million, I feel he's a bit steep. Perhaps those wanting are more of a budget player. Uh, Basujan at 3.9. Um, he seems like a bit of a low-risk punt. Um, he plays every game. There's no early subs. And he's had a nine-point and a ten-point haul. In the nine games he's played for Aberdeen, it's not too bad considering his price. Uh, Connor McLennan, uh, he had two shots on target in this game. That was only matched by Ferguson. Uh, he made four key passes, had a big chance missed. The um, only downside is he was a 4.5 million striker and he, he seems to be playing as more of a midfield uh, player, so that's a bit of a concern. Not really feeling Ramirez up front. He had zero shots in this game. I think maybe Morelos, Giamakis up front might be the way to go. However, we'll maybe discuss more about Giamakis's position in the starting a a bit later. Um, I'd probably say those two and maybe a cheapie like Anderson or there's maybe some other players that I might suggest coming up. Um, in terms of Hibs, I obviously went for the defensive double up. I had Doig and I added Stevenson this week. Uh, Hibbs previously did have four clean sheets in a row. Obviously not the case in this fixture. It didn't work out, but um, I think they've got Dundee United next game week at home, so perhaps a clean sheet there. Um, Though United do seem to have picked up some scoring form. Um, And then obviously Hibs have hearts the following game week, so who knows how that could go. In terms of the Hibs attack, uh, their only goal in the last four game weeks was this Ramsey own goal, so I'd probably say they're definitely in a void for me. What's your thoughts on this fixture, Peter? Well, I thought mean, looked the best of looked under Goodwin,
0: but I don't know if that's because, I mean, I've been crazy Habs the last couple of weeks because I think they've looked quite defensively quite well, but just watching the highlights, I just, I, just, I, I don't know. They, just came, they, came, on, they came undone. Uh, I mean, I was contemplating double bottom defence. We discussed that when we were out, Tom. Uh, mm-hmm. I, thought it was a, I thought it was a sound call by what you're looking at, but obviously it didn't work out. That's just a singed premiership for you, I suppose. Uh, Aberdeen-wise, Ferguson, I suppose, if I, a, I, don't, I don't even want to check where I'd gone point-wise. If I'd a Kate Ferguson rather than a Thursday midfielder, where would I would have been. But now I've priced myself out of them because I've got two playing goalkeepers, so I can't go back to him without a hit. Uh, I, I think I might just leave it and maybe till wild the wildcard if Aberdeen finished bottom six, and maybe that's the best thing to bring him in. I like, how do you price the name the the winger? Buzjogin, how do you say
3: him? Bruce.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Had it. There exactly. we go, Donnie exactly. had it last week That's right, <clears throat> right. That guy you, you both mentioned there him, I, I like him as a cheap alternative midfield, if he's been nailed like I think he's nailed I think he, he could get the haul of this often, he could be like the new version of Charles Cook, we just play him on the bench to a fifth midfielder and if he does haul he comes on, because I don't know if this, it comes to Ross County I think the Charles Cook race is run great point scorer but I think he might now be the time, maybe we got off him, nah, I'll say this and he'll do something next week because I say mm-hmm. but, by that I had on Hibs striker Is a Norwegian boy came for Glint? but again, he may win for maybe after the maybe after the split again if Hibs finished bottom six make the bleed into the team for the rest of the season, but again, that's going to be how they fix us out take for that, I thought Aberdeen looked half decent, my thoughts still are, I'll wait and see what both finish by the split to see what I'm going to do with them, they're both on the watch list but it depends where they finish in the top or bottom six.
3: Yep. And Donnie, what do you reckon? Yeah,
2: so three weeks into March and it was the only one league win between those two teams before this game. Um, I think what you need to remember, the result will probably flatter Aberdeen because there was two penalties um, and I think the first penalty was probably pretty harsh. There was a similar one with Celtic. um, You know, It's the handball rule, natural and unnatural, but this ball took a deflection and you know the defender had no chance of getting out of the way, but you he know, still gave the penalty. Um, but Ferguson tucked both of them away. I, I do have him in my team. I've kept him in my team. Um, I've benched him and he was on my bench this week, so obviously grateful that he came on. bizarre win, I'm going to talk about later on, but yeah, I think he is uh, certainly one to watch. And I think as bad as Aberdeen are and as bad as they've been, they're still in with a shout of making that top six. They've got two very winnable games away to Dundee and home to Ross County. Um, so they, they'll they have ambitions there. And, you know, similar to that, Hibs are probably looking over their shoulder because although they had Dundee United at home, it's hearts away. Anything could happen there. You know, I think it's going to be really interesting those last couple of games, who wants it the most. But I think Ferguson's probably the, the standout. If you've got them, keep them. If you don't... Just wait and see maybe how the split works out and decide then if you want to bring him in.
3: Yep, I agree with that. Um, next fixture up, we've got Celtic 4, Ross County nil. It was obviously three goals for Giacomacas. He did get his assist in the end. You um, also got an assist there, and Maeda also scored as well. Giacomacas, obviously the clear standout. Celtic um, mids have been lacking a little bit recently, I feel. And obviously rotation's a big problem. Um, we just have to look at Abada for that. I mean, his contribution in terms of goals and assists has been fairly out, outstanding this season for the, the 19-year-old. But um despite that, he seems to be prone to a benching every so often. So if a concern, however, given how explosive Selig midfielders can be, I'm I'm willing to to set out with, with Abada for now. Um I think Yo ja and y- Yakimakis are probably the, the two guys to have. Uh, however, we need to have one eye on Kyogo's progression after the international break because rumor has it he's uh, starting to come back into fitness and starting to train again. So, um, however, I mean, a couple of hat tricks for Yakimakis that might be enough for him to to keep his starting position for a little while longer. So, who knows? There, um, you could always go for a defender as well. However, obviously Rangers up next, um, and then the, you know arguably got harder fixtures post-split as well, so that's something to consider as well. In terms of Ross County, um, I'd probably say Charles Cook and Hungbo are the two guys to have. Uh, I think they'll probably do well post-split. They've got Hearts and Aberdeen in the next two fixtures, um, so I reckon they're probably going to remain in the bottom half. Um, Hungbo for me is maybe something on that sort of post-split wild card, maybe a player to consider for that. I'm not rushing to to get them in. I'll probably stick with Charles Cook for the time being. Um, that's that. Donny, what do you reckon for the Selig assets?
2: Uh, so I've seen Juranovic was
3: back back in the defence, a
2: lot of folk will be happy with that. But the the midfield lottery continues, <clears throat> and I think the problem is Selig have probably got too many options in midfield right now. Um, and he's got his pick of uh, who he wants. Who wasn't? I think somebody like Abada, uh, who's got high ownership, is is missing out in that respect. I think that's partly because of Jacka and Mieda. I think they're both playing well, and the offer set something different. I mean, you guys will know better than me, but I think before before they kind of hit form, everything was coming through the midfield. But they've now got you know target men up front and you know poachers, and I think if you're looking for a way out of the celtic double midfield or treble midfield that's probably where you want to go and um, gives your team a bit more balance as well if you've got um, one of each in there ross county i think we're just steamrolled, uh, and i think they'll struggle make top 6 i think they've just run out of steam um you know they've still had a good season two hard games they left um no complaints um surprisingly enough with their penalty and compared to the Aberdeen handball this definitely was. They're harsh, but it's just the rules. I think you have to go ahead with that. And I suspect it was given to Giacomacchus because he was on a hat-trick. So Juranovic mm-hmm. owners no, were probably feeling hard done by again. No, it's,
0: it's not you did say if Giacomacchus is on the pitch, the penalty kicker. That's on that
2: makes. It's all new
0: for somebody
2: to pick up on. Yeah, if you're holding on to Joranovic for that reason, then um, it might be want to change. Uh, so, one of the changes I made this game week was I took in McGregor for Abada. Now, bearing in mind that McGregor didn't score or he didn't get an assist, he still ended up with five points, which was only one less than Jota. With six, he, he, did, he did get the assist. So, following on from that defensive midfielder kind of breakdown that I did before, um, McGregor, you know, he's not a rotation risk. He's consistent. He had his passing points before time. Um and he got a bonus point as well, which bearing in mind, somebody got a hat-trick. Um, he's done well to pick up the points there. So um I, that's one to consider if you're looking for consistency in the midfield. But yeah, a, a good performance by Celtic against probably a, a poor Ross County team. They won't have been looking to get anything from this game, I wouldn't have thought. And
3: Peter, your thoughts? First, I'd like to
0: congratulate Donnie from diplomatic with the penalty situation. <laughs> He knows it's coming in a Rangers game with a penalty situation, but well, will we'll get there. <laughs> anyway, I, I like his McGregor shout for the forward because I think you mentioned the Camara uh, Rangers and the whole uh, McGregor substitution. And when I looked at his team and I was like, oh, well that's kinda it does make a wee bit of sense because you he's gonna play every week. He's like a metronome, he's gonna get the pass, the pass points probably in before half time and it's and it's blocked. It's just obviously he's not offering that kind of dynamic chance to kind of maybe the goal. make may come over this often, but he's been very, very low goals returned this season because he's obviously playing deeper. very well apart for that, Ross County, I think I agree with Donna I think Ross County's race is run. I think they've done well to get with right the other. They've really pushed out this the season. Big squad overhaul. Mackay's done well. He's got him pushing into the top six. Maybe not make it, but I think it's still a good season overall. Uh, the Celtic situation, Jack Abacus, I would have in a heartbeat as the top two of Morellas, but that through the Hachey thing in the background it's just make me make because I I think Ange is that kind of manager where there's no sentimentality about it see if he's his best player and his preferred option he's going to play him and if Caillou fit I don't I don't think he cares if Jermakas has had two hat-tricks of a trot the he wants to play football I think if Fudahashi's fit if come in that team and it, just deal with the consequences of it my thinking is maybe now watching more games is this now the, the preferred front three maybe striker could be changed. It is now Jota the best option on the hand side. It's Maeda best option on the left-hand side. And it'll be either Gio Marcus or Furhash who comes back in. And that's kind of nailed going forward. Because there's no more midweek games until the second-last game of the season. And I mentioned last week, Maeda and Giacomo Marcus's relationship seem to have been quite well. They've seen they seem to play off each other. They've improved. Jota, obviously, is probably the most nailed in a lot of if he's fit. So, it, something going forward to I think out of my free, I'll be getting rid about it and Roddy probably and keeping Yota. That's the ones I'll be getting rid of. And maybe Turnbull's back, but I don't know if Turnbull's going to be favoured in that three midfield. I don't know if Turnbull will be guaranteed first team football in that three midfield. Furuhashi is a midfield in the game, so you hit him in there. And then maybe Maeda is a good shot. Because I think he's, be- if- he's very well owned in the game, but if he's going to have nailed this left midfield position himself going forward, then with Furash coming back, maybe he's good in the link with him and with his relationship with is kind of improving week to week. They made mm-hmm. like also had a decent to me a decent third Celtic pick in midfield
3: anyway. Yeah, sounds good to me. Um up next we've got Harch 2, Livingston 0. Um, Barry Mackay, uh scored assist from Atkinson. And uh, a, friend, a real friend from the start of the season, me he also scored. Um, the only player in this fixture to have more than a single shot on target was Craig Halkett, um, the defender. Hearts have kept three clean sheets in the last five league games. Uh, up next, they've got Ross County, who seemed to have ran out of steam a bit. And then, obviously, goal-shy Hibs. Um, that's the two fixtures before the split. So, I quite fancy Hearts to do well there. Um Barry Mackay. I think he's the player to have for Hearts. I've kind of mentioned him in previous pods, um, but just to kind of go over that again, he's had one goal and four assists in his last six game weeks, uh, gave, gaining scores of 11, 5, 6, 3, 5, 6, which isn't too bad for a 5.2 midfielder. This is that same sort of idea that um, Donny was mentioning with McGregor at Celtic, uh, ticking along very nice and consistently there. Um, uh, I think it's a cert that Hearts will remain in the top half, however, so he's maybe one for rotation post split, depending if he's, you know, facing or Rangers, Um obviously work your way around that. Um, first game for, for Livingston where they failed to score, um since the game against Rangers at the end of January, they've been fairly attacking. Um, I think it was kind of telling that Bruce Anderson was out with an ankle injury. I think he sustained this during training, um, Hopefully, will be back after the international break. Um, like Aberdeen, Livingston have got two decent fixtures before the split. They've got St Johnston away and then Motherwell at home. Um, for those maybe looking for a, a differential option, uh, Alan Forrest might be a, a decent option. He's fairly cheap as well, so not too much of an expensive punt there. Uh, Donnie, your thoughts on Hearts and Livingston players?
2: I think Livingston are a bit in the Ross County mode, I think they're in our team that's running out of steam, um, whether they'll make the top six or not. I thought it was a good team performance from Hearts. Um, they're easily the third best team in the league, uh, the way that they play. Um, and I would have no no worries about having three Hearts players on my team. I've already got Gordon and Boyce, um, and Mackay's probably the other one that you want to target. I was surprised it was his first goal for Hearts. Um, took it really well. But again, if you're on the of double treble, that's that's one that you probably want to mark. Uh, Livingston, like most a lot of people have got Obelai, but I just don't see it at the moment. I think they're just not not having a good good run of it, and I think they might just come short in terms of the top six ambitions. But no, I was pleased with Hearts. It was a good game. Pierre, same
0: here. Yep, you pretty much. I think Livingston falls in the same kind of bracket as Ross County. I feel we've had a good season for where we've came from, the way we've got to it might be just kind of on fumes now. Again, it's a team I'll wait and see where they finish top or bottom six, depending on how I'm going to look going forward. If they finish top six, I'm maybe not too I get many players in. Hearts, I think, again, they've just totally shown that they're the third-best team, no problem. Even you think maybe it's done and dusted and they still turn up. I mean, they're watching, they seem to be just definitely that cut above the rest of the rest of the league. They, even they're not in on their game, they still seem to be better than this team. I'm, Go ahead and see how Hearts turn up next season, if they can hold their best players and if they can prove in that squad with Nelson, Maybe more or third-fourth, maybe something we'll give something to think about. All well, like I can say the Hearts is, I believe, talked to Hearts fans online eh, when it gets to the, the split. Their record after the split is absolutely atrocious. I don't know whether they've got a rule at a 15% win ratio after the split before in the top six. So I'm sure Nielsen will be out to stop that. But again, it's if they've got if they have got third place secured and wrapped up, Will they start rotating to maybe bring in some youth? and uh, Certainly kind of ponder on the wild card, I think if everyone's all kind of tied up going forward.
3: Yep. And up next after that then, um, St Johnson 2, Motherwell 1, Hendry with the brace, assist came from Holberg and Butterfield, and for Motherwell, uh, Van Bean scored with an assist from Jake Carroll. Uh, Hendry scored with both the shots on target, so Pretty accurate there. He's had six goals in his last nine games, which probably makes him one of the most consistent strikers um, in recent game weeks. And at 4.8 million, I think he's a he's a bargain. Um, if you compare him to the likes of Sims, Boyce, Ramirez, all much more expensive, um, but all have been fairly lacking recently. Um, St. Johnston obviously have to battle to, to reach safety as well. They're still sitting in the danger zone. And um, if they can have a good end to the season... Um, then you know, obviously safety is still within their grasp. Um, so there's motivation to, to play there as well, um, and obviously they're probably going to stay in the bottom half, so you, you could argue that, you know, they're going to come up against lesser teams for the, the remaining uh, games of the season. Uh, they've got Livingston, who aren't great defensively. They tend to concede. Uh, however, they do face Celtic, which will be a trickier fixture, but even, then, even still you could probably bench him at 4.8 million. Um, for me, he's definitely marked post split and even could potentially come in uh, this coming game week. So um, I'm champion Hendry at St. Johnston there. Uh, for Motherwell, Van Veen, three shots on target. Um, he's probably the only Motherwell player I consider. Um, Motherwell haven't been great as a whole. Uh, that was obviously a 2 1 loss against second bottom St. Johnston. Um, last game, it was a 1 1 draw with Dundee. <clears throat> and they lost one nil against Ross County, so they're not really producing goals where we'd expect. Um, so I, I want to see more from Van Veen against St Mirren and Livingston before maybe considering in a potential wildcard situation, but even then, he's probably going to be kind of difficult to fit in. Um, I don't know what your thoughts are, Peter. Well, first, uh, again,
0: if on the bracket, I'll wait to see where they finish, top six, bottom six. I've, if it was start the seed, I'm not interested in really any of the players in, Van Veen, to me, is like Hendry. and I'll get to that second with the whole, could enable you have the Morelos and Jackie Marcus as your main two, good third option. If they finish bottom six, then yeah, fair enough, but I, I, again, I think, I feel like the races run as well, I feel like they've done, they're, they're not showing much form, they're struggling, the fans are quite disappointed, I'm just reading Twitter and how they're uh, can I just they've done. They had a good start, maybe the year, the calendar year, maybe the end, or the, end of the calendar year. But since they've just been downhill and nothing's happening. St. John'son, Hendry and Halberg is that Halberg? or played or St. Hibbs, is that right? Halberg oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the one I read on. I was telling Donny off here. Uh, St. John St. John'son analytic account fell into it. I'm sorry, I don't remember the name, but I would definitely give them a shout out. Uh, and the right hand side with they two seems to be their, the biggest heat map and the biggest improvement in the squad. So again, they're definitely bottom six. They're not getting to the bottom six, obviously. So certainly look forward to the wildcard card. You could maybe load up if you want to have a lot of big hitters in midfield. You could have him as your fifth cheap midfield option, and you could have Henry as your third cheap striker. If you want to have a little heavy up midfield in top as well. So mm-hmm. something I'll keep an eye on. Again, you should bring him in. he get the easy game next week. Is You used to St. Mirren first? Who's
2: the
0: next game, St. Johnson?
2: Um, Levinston at home, well,
0: and then Celtic at Parkhead. I, I would not expect to end the Celtic game at Parkhead. So by one week point, I'm more inclined to wait and see how they look come the split, and then maybe that's when you're going to think some differential options if you're, if you're chasing your minor leagues or try to create a bit of difference for moving up mega league. Donnie, same to you
3: specifically, Hendry. Your thoughts? Yeah,
2: I think he's he's becoming a real option up front. Um, you know, we've talked about Anderson for for weeks, and depending on how bad his injury is, then he's he's one to replace him. It's going to be difficult because you know, you're going to be leaning towards Morelos and Jackamakis based on current form. You've got Boyce, um, Sim's dilemma at Hearts, so um, you'd, you'd have to see them um, being consistent. But he's definitely definitely on the watch list. Motherwell—they've um, not won a game this year, so <laughs> you're not going to back anyone in that team. I've got Van Veen, um, and I kept him. He got out an assist last week, so I just kept him in, um, and he scored. He's still the real option in that team. I wouldn't go out to get him, um, based on the games that they've got. But you know, I'll, I'll keep him in for the time being. But uh, good win for St Johnston. Um, but keeping in mind the Dundee result, um, it should should keep them away from that
3: bottom position. Yep. Uh, next fixture then, we've got St Mirren 1, Dundee United 2. Uh, for St Mirren, it was Henderson with the goal, our old friend from last season. Uh, assist came from Ronan. Uh, Dundee United, Levitt and McNulty scored. McNulty was the only player to have more than a single shot and target in this fixture. However, Nicky Clark, uh, another favourite from last season, he did hit the woodwork twice. Um, I'm not really getting excited. This is only McNulty's second goal of the season. Um Levitt has shown some recent form. He's had two goals and one assist in the last four games. Um, this, however, is that's all his returns for the season, so um, not too good. Uh, 3.3 million mid. And they've got Hibs and Dundee next, so maybe worth a punt if you've not really got any other pressing issues. Um regards to St Mirren, uh, Henderson got his second goal this season, however he lacks minutes. Um, he's not assured of stats at all, so it's probably a no-go for me. Um Ronan, I'd probably say he's more of a better option. Four goals and two assists in the last eight fixtures, um, which is probably excellent for a, a 3.7 million mid. And obviously there was a recent red card, which you know could put you off. Um, but no, I think he's pretty good. Um they've got Motherwell next who, as we've mentioned, have been pretty woeful recently. Um then they do face rangers before the split. I think if you own him, he's probably a stick for now. But um, if you don't, then maybe something to consider after, after the split, particularly if they the remain in the bottom half of the, the table as well. Um, Donny, your thoughts on St Mirren and Dundee United?
2: Yeah, so I've got Ronan. Um, I took him in ahead of the original double game week that never happened. And then he got sent off and I held him. Um, just to see if he would do anything, and he scored the late winner in that game. So I've kept him in the team, and he's the only real standout um, in that team. Uh, I wouldn't be looking anywhere else. Um, Two good goals, Henderson and Levitt were both good strikes. Um, Clark had a good game, but there was no real standouts um, for me. It wasn't the best of games.
0: And Peter? Yep, I agree. First of all, I think St can kinda of really struggling with Robinson. I think they've not really had that manager bounce. Maybe I'll tell you actually how good a job Goodwin doing with St. Mern, maybe with the squad he's got. I like running It's the only one player I think where I'm doing some sort of kind of watch list of well card. The only one that kinda of stands out in that team. Nobody else really fancy. And with Dun United again, walks off the boil. I don't I don't know if he scored this week or not, it's a case I, I don't really fancy MD again the more case I build the team in the oil card and if I've got a budget issue then maybe bring a start run but there's no stands out to bring it to my team anything going forward.
3: Yeah. And to conclude then uh, Dundee won, Rangers two, um Christy Elliott scored for Dundee. Uh, for Rangers, Goldson got a goal, assist from Roof, and Aaron Ramsey also scored. Uh, other notable things were Tab missed a penalty. Um, which Morelos won he won the foul if you look at the stats uh, Ramsey had five shots in this game three of which were on target Uh, Morelos also had a couple of shots on target as well Um, I'd I'd say personally I'm probably happy with my Rangers option in the form of Morelos Tav and Bassey Um, however Ramsey could be worth keeping an eye on for the time being Um, and obviously face Celtic next Um, so I I can maybe consider benching Bassey there We can also opportunity to see how Ramsey gets on. Um, Rangers do obviously have the distraction of Europe, which could lead to some rotation. However, obviously, given how tight it is at the top of the table, I don't think they can afford to, to make too many drastic changes there. Um, what's your thoughts on that one, Peter? Hey,
0: Dundee, I thought, nobody again You want? It looked decent. it's looked all right for a point but I think Rangers basically kind of ground, ground them into submission just with the constant possession and passing and just tempo and eventually we are going to get tired. I thought Ranger started with the wrong midfield. Just me personally watched that, I think the midfield was really weak looking and I think I helped on Dundee's game. Obviously, Europe you would be hangover kicks in and uh, obviously he made a couple of changes, but when the when when Giovanni changed the, the game, changed the players, it seemed to play off. Eh... Uh, Try to think think wise Tavernier missed that penalty alright when's that Worst time? first time this season he won't miss the next one I wouldn't be deterred picking him again Morel has won the penalty I'll let Donnie talk about that in two minutes uh, <laughs> but for that, I, I, I wouldn't say I just think it's one of these games to play after European football these things happen I mean, they're playing Dundee they're fighting for their life they change maybe too many players for their own liking and they realise the mistakes and come on it. I wouldn't be chased, I wouldn't be coming off any Rangers players because of this one game. I still would stick with them. And Dundee, I would, I would not include bring him there, Elson either. Though he looked, would look more to a fight. So maybe it's something you keep in the next two games It's going kind of to split. Maybe you could, you could maybe clock a, a, a gem there and bring somebody in who might get you points. But I think there's other options. And I, I think this is before, once we get to an gritty of the season after the split, Rangers I think well won most games. Than they have got to win most games. Maybe they are not playing each other, so you've got to still set up your assets for the teams and hope that the nine of teams out of ten they've all return or they will all get wins.
3: Yeah, and Donny.
2: So I think the problem with this game from a, a Rangers perspective was we played them the week before in the cup and we beat them with ease. Uh, I don't think Dundee were were interested at all um, after they went two down. So I think Geo. He rotated the midfield with that in mind. Uh, and I think Jack and Kamara would normally start in most games. Um, and I think he just wanted to give them a rest. Um, did it start the game well. I think it's I think it was about seven, or, I'm thinking maybe nine actually. I heard a start. It's the ninth time we've conceded inside the first 10 minutes. I mean, okay, it's the best time to concede. It gives you the rest of the game to catch up. But it's just disappointing. It was, yeah. You know, a ball launched in and poorly defended, and it was actually uh, Ryan Kent that um, was was tracking the last man. So that was a bit disappointing from a disp- defensive perspective. I thought Dundee they, they they played like they were, you know, in a survival um, survival mode. Penalty, you know, you grab a shirt in the box, don't make an attempt to play the ball. It is a penalty whether you like it or not. And he's smirking,
0: an argument. Tom, he's smirking
2: on this camera. He can't it was, see it a podcast. <laughs> a separate argument to say that it should have been a red card, but we won't go into that. Um, so, all the tab owners, you know, rubbing their hands, thinking, here we go. And it was just a shocker of a penalty. He hit, he's hit a couple like that in Europe, and uh, he obviously fancied top bins, but. To miss the target is criminal, you know. If the keeper saves it; that's a different thing. But you shouldn't shouldn't be missing the target. I did get asked if um, I thought Tav would be taking off penalties, but I don't think he will. He's taken too many this season. Um, as I say, ones in Europe as well, high pressure, and with Roof not getting the game time, I certainly think Tav will get the next one, and um, probably against Celtic. Um, if we're all being <laughs> honest, <laughs> um, Dundee the the goalkeeper. An outstanding game. He got six saves and got two bonus points. Um, so it shows you how well he's done. If you if you work with two goalkeepers, um, then he might be an option. Um, if your other ones maybe playing against the old firm, you might want to take a risk on that. But I think Rangers just ground them down eventually. Um, Roof with a couple of assists. I'd like to see Roof get a bit more game time, um, because it certainly does change the way that we play and gives us a better option. He did assist in, I can't remember which game it was. It was a recent game as well. Um, or Ruby scored, I can't remember. But uh, it's just where, where they fit him in. Goldson, I was happy with that because I've got Goldson. A lot of folk have got Bassey. So to see him score was was a good one for me. But uh, big game up next. Um, no hiding in that one. Um, so be interesting. See how we we'll line up there. And
0: that concludes. OK. Right, we'll move to Dory's deep dives. donny has got a bit of a, <laughs> kind of a wee quiz with players here. Not a quiz, but he's got information and stats, but he's going to do it in a style he of a piece of Tom, see actually how smart we are with this game.
2: How oh, <laughs> dumb. So, yeah, it's looking at differentials, um, and it's based over the last six games, so it's it's taking into account current form, if anything. So, it's not really a guy to say just go out and buy these players, but with wild cards not coming up and if you're in mini leagues it might be the, the way to go um, in terms of looking for alternative options. So I originally did one for each team um, but in all honesty trying to get a gem out of Dundee and St Johnston w- was really difficult so I'll, I'll just <laughs> say who the best player is when it comes to that. Um, so I'll start in alphabetically in reverse order. Uh, St Mirren there's not really any any standouts there. Um, you've got Tanza. A lot of people own Shaughnessy. Tanza's probably a better option. Um, or Ronan. But nothing, nothing really there. Same with St Johnston. Just go Hendry if you're wanting any St Johnston players. Um, so the first real head-to-head is we've got Hungbo versus Charles Cook in midfield uh, over the last six games. Who do you think's coming out top in that one? Peter. Peter? Six game weeks, six game weeks, six game weeks, I think. Okay, I'll go Hungbo. Okay, one for Hungbo, Tom?
3: I'm saying Hungbo as well, because I know he got yeah. two goals. Yeah, yeah. so he's
2: um, 31 points to 25. Uh, so I think we've kind of caught the end of the, the Charles Cook run um, and Hungbo um, has, has hit a good, good bit of form. And probably the, the reason for that is Hungbo's on penalties now. Um, but if we just look at the actual breakdown, you've got Charles Cook is 34.4% owned versus Hungbo's 58 So if you're wanting to shift, and again, if they're finishing the bottom half of the league, eh, Hungbo might be your, your man there. Price-wise, you've got Charles Cook at 5.1 million. Obviously, um, a lot of folk have bottom over the course of the season, whereas Hungbo's 3.3. So if you don't have big budget in your team, then it's certainly one to go for. The so next one... Um, Is Rangers, we've got Ludstrom versus Kent. So, on the last five games, Tom, who do you think's coming out top in that battle? Yeah, Kent. Fair
0: shout. Peter? I would
2: say Kent, yeah. There's actually only a point in it that's actually Ludstrom. uh, 21 points to to 20. So, a bit like Kamara, uh, Ludstrom offers pretty decent value um, in the Rangers midfield. Um, Geo's certainly um, backed him well um, since he's came in and I think that's shown with his on-field performance so Kent has got a 15.8% ownership, 7.1 million, Ludstrom 1.6 So massive difference there he's only 4.8 so again if you're looking to make changes um, in midfield um, like Sylv, McGregor Kamara, that that is an option um, that you can pick up on so or, we're or, on. Is,
0: he, is he pretty or or you think, to end of the season?
2: I I suppose it depends who we're playing. Um, I think Jack Kamara get the nod, but he's come on. He's 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 sometimes played in a back three. Um, so he's not guaranteed him does he? He's not like yeah. Uh, he's
0: not guaranteed yet right, okay. just this from
2: option. I think Kent. Kent's just been unlucky. he's he probably plays better than Europe. Um, than he does um, in the in the league. So, as I say, there's only one point in it um, over the last six games. So, again, if it's a, a differential you're looking for, that's an option there. Next one was quite hard um, for Motherwell. We've got Kevin Van Veen versus Efford. Uh, Joe Efford up front. So, Peter, who do you think in the last six games?
0: Right. I know Efford started quite well, but I think he's now regressed back to where he's meant to be. I
2: still think maybe Van Veen. Okay, and Tom? I think Van Veen, yeah. Yeah, so I think just because he scored at the weekend, um, that's kind of edged him. So uh, Van Veen's got 20 points and Efford's got 15. So there's not, not a huge difference. Uh, Van Veen is 13.1% owned, 4.2 million. Efford is only 0.1% owned, so very, very few people have backed him, uh, 3.9 million. So it's personal choice there. I think just having watched the game at the weekend, probably Van Veen is a a better option uh, for that one. So we move on to Livingston, uh, and a player that I know a lot of people have got, Obelai, uh, and he's up against Jack Fitzwater. So Tom, who do you think in the last six games coming out on top? I
3: think Fitzwater, I don't think Obelai has done much in recent weeks. I'm sure Fitzwater got an assist. Okay, yeah, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Fitzwater. Okay, Peter. Now, I'm gonna give this down to the
0: boys for the Scottish football community because I'm sure he'd mentioned this in the last podcast about his intersection points or tackle points and his bonus points. I think it's Fitzwater.
2: Yeah, it is. 18 to 12 um, in favor of Jack Fitzwater. Uh, he's not a footballer that I even recognize outside of playing fantasy. Um, and again, Obi. He went through a good run of scoring, but he was off penalties. Uh, The stat that you're talking about is Fitzwater's got the most interceptions in the game, and that's out of everyone. Um, So there's bonus point value um, in in that one there. So just looking at the numbers, Obelai's got 6.6% ownership at 3.2 million, and Jack Fitzwater's only 3% uh, ownership at 2.7 million. Um, So it's certainly an interesting one, again, if they're bottom six. And that might be something to look at. <laughs> hibs, hibs next. And I went up front. I don't know why. because It's absolutely atrocious. But we've got Doig versus Melkerson. Um, Peter, who do you think has come out top in the last six games here? I don't think Melkerson's played enough games. So, Doig. Yeah. And Tom? Doig, yep. yeah. Yeah. Do- Doig, Seven. And <laughs> um, to Melkerson's three seven in. The last six games. <laughs> and the other reason i kind of went up here is it's I suppose it's based on the, the cup game that Hibs had and, and Melkerson got the two goals there. So he got the start of the weekend. Um obviously they, they didn't do much against Aberdeen, but as an attacking option if you're gonna back Hibs and I think it's only Hibbs fans that might look to do that. And um, Melkerson might, might be the one to go for there. In terms of ownership, it's again, it's still quite close. It's 2.9% uh, percent for Doig and 2% for Melkerson. Melkerson um, being slightly cheaper at 5.1 million to Doig's 5.7 million um, there. Oh, so the next one is Hearts, and it's probably a big one that we've all toiled with in the last few weeks. So we've got v Sims. And um, Peter, last six games, who do you think is coming out mm. top there?
0: I one I'm
3: trying to think where might have had these names. Six weeks, six game weeks, I'll go for Sims. Okay, Tom. I've owned
2: Sims for a while. I think it's Boyce. No, no, Sims. 28 points for Sims, 18 um for Boyce. Um, and I think that's just because Boyce went really off the boil. Um, so again, it's going to be personal choice uh, where you want to go with there, but boyce is 38.5% owned. At 5.8 million, whereas Sims is only 3.3 uh, percent owned at 5.5 million. So whichever way you fancy, um, quite similar there. And Peter, you talked before about boys trying to get to 20 goals. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'd be interested to see if if he does do that. So to me, that's just personal choice, but there probably is value in the Hearts uh, forward line uh, the way that they play. Next one was quite difficult as well. So Dundee United, I went for Charlie Mulgrew versus Ross Graham at the back. So Tom. Mulgrew. Mulgrew, okay, and Peter.
0: Ross Graham scored, and I think he's played more games Mulgrew than injury, so I'll go for Graham.
2: Yeah, it is Graham, and there's quite a big difference in this one, actually. It's 23 to 5. Um, I think that (laughs) Mulgrew's the big name. And I think that's, you know, as football fans, we recognise that Mulgrew um, has got a good pedigree. And that's why we kind of go towards these players um, as we recognise them. He has been injured, um, but at the same time, he's not kept a lot of clean sheets. And yeah, you're right, Ross Graham had had scored. So the ownership is, Mulgrew's got 21% ownership at 2.8 million. And Ross Graham is only 0.6 um, at 2.2 million. So that's um, the one to think about. Dundee's the next team. Honest to God, don't go near Dundee. Pick the goalie, as I said previously. If you're wanting to pick a second goalie, there's no value there. Like, Niall again, maybe a standout. At, you know, the Meta crosses that he's going to put in. Um, but no, stay away from Dundee. So I apologise for any Dundee fans listening. The next one, don't, on be sorry, don't,
0: don't be sorry,
2: don't be sorry. Stayed in Aberdeen, I just don't want them there, I just don't want them knocking on my door. So, move on to Celtic, and we have got Abada versus McGregor. Um, so, again, in the last six games, it's probably not a big surprise this one because we've already mentioned it, but last six games, Peter, McGre- McGregor and Abada. I think McGregor. And Tom? Same. same. Yeah. So, Abada's just, you know, through rotation or whatever, he, he's just not not, um, not getting the game time. And that's reflected in the points. McGregor's got 26 points in the last six games um, versus Abada's 11. So, if you've got Abada, probably best to come off him. Uh, the figures, he's 36.4% owned, Abada, and McGregor's 8.8% owned. Uh, Abada is cheaper, um, but, you know, with are not getting the game time. That's probably not a good thing. It's 4.4 million to you, 5.1. And as I said, you know, McGregor, he didn't get a goal and an assist, but he only got one less than Jota this week. Um, with the five points. So it's a, an interesting one there. So the final one is Aberdeen. And we touched on it at the beginning. So we've got Lewis Ferguson versus Bezowin. Um Last six games. Who do you think is coming out top on that one? Tom? Ferguson. Here. I
0: think Tony, this is my head. I think you did this a week before the podcast. I think you had Bazaar because of that reason, and Ferguson scored the two penalties on yep. Ferguson.
2: <laughs> it it, it is. no you're right enough. I did have it um 34. But in saying that, it's thirty-five to twenty-five. So it's ten points difference. And Ferguson nice. scored 16, yep. 16 points. Um so if we take that out, you know, they're not gonna get two penalties um to nine and the season every game. But if you take that out, you do see that there is value in Bizarin. Mm-hmm. Um, and he you know he does catch the eye when you're you're watching them. So the figures um Ferguson still heavily owned um 31.3%, 6.2 million, whereas Bizarin's only 1.2% owned at 3.9 million. Um, so if you're trying to get back into Aberdeen and you maybe just can't get to, to Ferguson because of the price, then does offer um, good value there. So it doesn't always work out that the, the 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 lesser owned player is um is better but there certainly are options there. So it's definitely food for thought and with wild cards to come, you know certainly certainly different areas to look at um, as far as that's concerned. So I wasn't keeping score there, but you still not too bad. And and as I say, it's quite interesting doing it looking at the stats that you know you've got like said so Charles Cook who's just Going off form, um, Obelai going off form. So you kind of see the trend if you look at look at the most recent form. I think the problem we have as fantasy players is we remember when somebody scored, but we don't remember like Sam McGregor getting five six points every week because mm-hmm. you don't see you don't see his name on the score sheets. So no, I enjoyed doing it, and, and hopefully there is a few gems in there for you to pick out.
0: Yep, well done. done. I like that. It was good. It's good. It's, it, can I show as well players can be streaky. You know, just they, it's where you can jump to the right point at the right time. Like if Charles Cook combo, for example, Tom, if you were on Charles Cook and went to combo at the right time, you'd have got all that value in your team and got the right play at the right time, you wouldn't worry about it. Whereas I'm quite sure, well I've still kept him. But Charles Cook's kept the team basically on the thing that what he's done so far this season, you look you'll well keep him for us. Whereas you should move him somewhere else now because Rob can agreed. Ross Curry's race is run. Anything add to that, Tom? No, oh, no, that was excellent. Okay, Right, we'll go to the fixtures then. I know it's a long time away, and we'll have a, we're not have a podcast before it. So, 2nd April, East. don't like Easter, holiday weekend, actually, if you have if you've got wins. So, we've got Dundee, Aberdeen, Hibs, United, Motherwell, St. Ross County Hearts, St. John's, Lombuston, and then Rangers and Celtic on a Sunday. So, you have no early team news for that, which is a bit of a bummer, but I suppose that's what it is. So, it leads to our question. We have one question a week from Melvino. And he asks, "It's so fun. Derby up next. Would you play all of your Rangers and Celtic assets? If so, would you captain vice captain any of them, or look elsewhere?" So I'm going to start first this one. I think we ask this question every time this comes up in the, in the through the season. Mm-hmm. To me, it's just on gut instinct. What you think? First of all, because I'm pretty sure most teams in this league will have at least four Rangers Celtic assets up to probably most of them six. So it's whether really you think, do you think Rangers are going to win the game? You go Rangers that way. it Celtic going to win the game, you go Celtic heavy, think it's going to be a draw, go that way. I will wait right up to the end of the national break, rip teams for the start, and then I'll make my mind on that. I am not particularly confident in it being a clean sheet for both teams, so maybe that's where I'm looking to get defenders out. Maybe a high-scoring game, so maybe you could. Me personally, I like to maybe have Morella still playing, have Jota still playing. If I of two defenders, we will bench for them. I think you got to keep Captain and tab, because, as Dory said, any sort of penalty, Tav's on it. He's a captain. Don't he him? You know, what I mean, but I mean, he's got to get? He's got even more chance of that. So that's my way of looking at it. Uh, Rangers were favourites by with the bookies, I believe. So take that what you want. Me Celtic Fan, I think I'm not confident enough. I'm really thinking about oh, can maybe do something. But again, I don't believe in a clean sheet throw of teams. I don't think it'll be like a crazy scoring game either. So it's a case of most people will be in the same boat as yourself. So don't worry about loss and loads of points. It's before the wildcard, so every of these teams will either have to take crazy hits to get them out of the team or one transfer. But I would probably limit myself to have as minimal defenders as I possibly can. That's where I'm going to go forward. will be yourself, Tony.
2: Okay, so just on that note with defenders, you're going to have to watch your team set up here because if you've got two Rangers defenders and a Celtic defender, um, I've got my bench trick player as a defender. You have to have three defenders in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're if you're dropping one or two there, you're going to have to have good alternatives to go to. Um Another thing not think watches. They've both got good fixtures after this game, um, so I probably would not, you know, drop them to them take them back in. You then got the dilemma that come the split, it's probably going to be the second game after the split is the next old farm. and um, so you're going to have the same dilemma again. Um to me, it's. I mean, we all you know, we're Rangers fans, Celtic fans. I like the game. Um, it's a bit of a lottery. Personal choices. The the home team usually has the advantage. Um, you know, both are vulnerable at the back, but at the same time, you do often get defenders scoring. Um, so Tav has scored uh, in an old firm. It wasn't a penalty. Uh, Goldson scored. Hollander scored. Um, so you, you you do have options um, goal scoring options with your defence. And um, so certainly, and um, ones I'd be looking to keep Tav. I will captain Tav. Um I think just you know, going on history, if there is a penalty, you know, he's gonna be the candidate to take it. He's still gonna be on set pieces, all of that. So I would go with that. But it's personal choice. As a Rangers fan, we need to win. We're at home. Um we kind of got embarrassed in the last one, um, 3-0. Um so I will play probably all my Rangers assets and I will maybe bench my Celtic defender. Um and and go that way. So yeah, you won't get team news, so just keep an eye on the Twitter feeds, internationals, so you've got folk off to different corners of the world. Um and just go with go with what you feel. It, uh I certainly wouldn't make mad changes, even if you do have six, it's it's in anything goes game. Um so we'll just have to wait and see.
3: Tom. Yeah, I think this is probably the the best week to employ the bench trick for, for those that are able to do so, or even you know using your free transfer this week to get in a non-playing player. Um, at the minute, I don't have a, a non-playing player, so my approach, I think I'm probably going to bench Bassi and possibly even Abada as well. I'll play Tav because he's obviously, he's got the goal factor there, um, and I'll play Morelos because like do tend to have the shaky moments at the back and Morelos doesn't have the potential to capitalise there. Um, I'll stick with Yota because he's a cracking player um, and I think he's still got a decent chance of scoring as well. Um, I mean, I'm still happy to play tab because obviously there's potential for goals in this. What about captain choice? That was his second part of the question. Uh, captain, vice-captain, no. I won't be captain or vice-captain. Either sell the or Rangers players this week. I'm at the same time I'm not, I think I will avoid that fixture. Just
0: I couldn't nail it. If I did, if you did push me on it, I would captain Tav, but I don't think a clean sheet is guaranteed, so I'm now looking for Rangers to, have to be assisting or set pieces or I mean, I mean so to me it's so much a risk. But again it's it's going to depending on what it look like come the game and what will go again. I mean a fixture so got them, yeah. Dundee Aberdeen, Heberton United, Motherwell, St. Myrne, Cross County Hearts and Johnson Langston. Try to think which stands out as a alternative captain or vice captain option, guaranteeing that team. Again, it's, a, it's over. It's only two weeks away, so it's certainly just come all over the time. The story said, keep an eye on the internationals, who comes back, injuries. If they, you can form a picture in your head. The team that's going to be playing. Because, if, for example, if, if, if well, it not If not, not back fit, for example. He's going to play O'Reilly. And maybe not be as experienced in that position. So he's thinking, mm-hmm, what do do? Now, if Thurahashi's going to be back fit, and he's guaranteed back fit, would you make that your position to come out in the midfield? If Tav's not an Astruz or so Tav's going to be fit. So again, that doesn't really matter. Tav's going to be fit no matter what. So it's just depending on what you think near the time. Listen to team news, listen to pressers, and then make an informed decision. But don't be too worried about losing points, because most people will have the same boat between four or six players on this team. And as Donny said, he's quite rightly saying, the splits right after it, two weeks' time, and depending on how this game was, supposed and how the points-wise between each other, it'll be the first or second game, because please don't want any sort of issue with these teams, so it'll be early doors again, so you're going to have the exact same situation within two or three weeks after this game. That did kind of, kinda cover of, my next question was transfers, captains, vice captains. So can kind of this did cover it, but that's kinda of roughly like, again what you think. What's your thoughts this week, Donny, for transfers, captains, vice captains?
2: The team's quite balanced. Um Charles Cook's probably the, the the only one that is, is maybe on a, a shaky peg and I would go um Barry Mackay on that one. And um perhaps Van Veen, um if I was wanting to take an a up forward, but I might just I might just keep it and then uh, get the two for the following game week and then the wild card maybe the week after and then two the week after. So you can actually play it quite smart. Um, if you're going to roll, you'll, you'll get consecutive um, transfers and wild cards. So um, If I was going to make a change, then it might be Charles Cook for Mackay.
0: Tom? Oh,
2: sorry, back Vice-captain option, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Tav. yeah. So I I am going to captain Tav. um just I'll say from the uh, Rangers head on there. Vice captain, I have put down Ferguson or Boyce. Um, I think Aberdeen really need to win that game, and, and Ferguson's uh, on form there. And I think Hearts, uh, Hearts have got a good chance of winning that game up at Ross County. So, Ferguson or Boyce, I'll, again, I'll see you near the time.
3: Hey, Tom, see you. Um, Yeah, similar. Probably Charles Cook to Barry Mackay. I think maybe if Anderson's out, I might go for, for Hendry. Um, he seems to score more goals than he assists, so he could be a potential vice-captain if he comes in. Captain, not too sure. Could maybe go Sims. Might take a punt on Rowan since Motherwell have been pretty woeful. Um, I think this is a week for punting, so... <laughs> I've
1: That's where where
0: I'm going to go. I think my transfer policy is the same as Donnie. I think roll this week because that gives you two the next week. And then, as Donnie said, your wild card obviously, you give two, two, two. Basically, have many wildcards for the next few weeks and you could totally change your squad in the space of the next few game weeks. I think that would be my aim now. less injuries pick-up. Then again, I've got three Celtic fielders so I need to get one of them out of the team. So it's competitive on Roddick. As again, I live to wait needed a time. Vice-captain, I think, Boyce, for me... Is a probably option. I I couldn't I couldn't as a silly fan pick more I couldn't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. You know I me score, I can't do it. Uh and I think that's it. Venus Scottish boys, guys for everyone in the last bit. Tony, Erin? No. Oh. Right, so next week is an international break, so there'll be no fantasy football podcast Scottish game, but End of lesson last year I'm gonna have Heskabu on. We're gonna do a elite seeding podcast. MD's going, What else hell is Peter talking about? That is a Norwegian fantasy football that starts on the third of April and we'll play right through the summer. So if you want your fix of fantasy football for the summer, certainly play about me. Don't doesn't what I do it? It's certainly interesting in the background. It's got quite a good actual quite good fun. elite seeding. His gonna be on, we're gonna do this, we're gonna talk. So I had a league last year, I think with eighty people in it, so obviously there's a bit of but interest in our community of asking questions. Again, I've also seen their time to ask questions on the teams, how to start, how to get it. players because like Scottish game, they have the same situation Whereas a big turnover in, in the players. in as well, one year, they get punted next year, Premiership or bigger teams so that's what happens in the, in the region as well. He's got his finger on the pulse with this, hes- Heskimo, so he will let us know, ask plenty of questions and again, it's a bit different. It's a week off, one week off for a national break so... I'll talk about in the time on Twitter. So guys, I'd like to get a plug in for a go. Don't get your plugs in? Uh just Donob77 on Twitter. Tom?
3: I'm at FFS underscore scope. I'm at
0: Fanny Half. So again, guys, thanks for joining us. And um, we will see you again. We'll see you guys again in two weeks' time, but we will see you again next week, guys. Thanks for listening. Say goodbye, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. All right.